Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, stick around and uh, good afternoon again, Sydney. Hope you're enjoying your day out there. Miserable conditions uh, in the Harbour City, but uh, we'll do our best to keep you uh, maybe even entertained. Uh, it's a very lighthearted show. We don't take things too seriously here. Most of what we talk about is rugby league related. We do uh, venture down some offshoots and pathways where sometimes we shouldn't really go, but uh, we'll do our best to keep it on the straight and narrow. Greg Alexander, he, uh, I think he was conspicuous by his absence last night. I didn't hear him or see him on Fox Sports. Brandy, thanks for joining us, mate. Hey, Chrissy, how are you, mate? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. My little boys under 13s yesterday had their first win of the season, so uh, I'm going good. Going good. Unfortunately, our, our captain, who happens to be Nathan Cleary's cousin, uh, was carried off the field with a pretty serious injury. So my thoughts go out to Cruzy. He'll be all right, though. He's a tough little customer. How are you doing? Okay. Oh, that's, that's good. So that's the man of our Raiders? Yes, yes, yes. And yeah. your boy plays out there too, doesn't he? Well, who's he with these days? Uh, no, well, two, the two younger boys, he yeah. one's with Narrowena. Yes. Under-14s, Narrowena. And the other one is under-13s, Harbord. Okay. Uh, one win and one loss yesterday. Right. Well, we we were getting hammered, Brandy, and we're venturing off topic here, but we were getting hammered 40-plus blot. We lost a lot of players, so we actually got regraded. Uh, your boys, mm. Harbord, they put about 40 points on us, 50 points on us. But uh, So the boys, they had smiles on their faces yesterday, which was... Uh, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Back to the big stuff then, mate. Uh, last night's game, and you would have seen some of it, I'm sure, Melbourne Storm, they, yeah. were, they were hot, hot, hot. West Tigers were poor, poor, poor. Um, mm. where to now for the I, Tigers, for, for, for Michael Maguire? I mean, what, what does he say? He left the change room early at half time. Are there indications that maybe his, his messages are falling on deaf ears? Uh, look, I, I don't know. I, I thought the, the month prior, prior to last night had been pretty good for the Tigers. Chris, it, it was just one of those extraordinary games. And I, I don't, I can't remember watching a game like it where the side, mm. one side had two touches of the football and they, they trailed 30 nil. Um, you know, it, it wasn't good enough. And, that, you know, there was a lack of intensity from the Tigers. But everything fell the, the Melbourne Storm's way. I don't want to you know, undersell what, how bad no. the, the Tigers were. But, uh, you know, and then they came out and did the same thing in the second half of the Storm. They virtually scored four tries while the Tigers didn't touch the footy. So, um I, I have to be honest, mate. At thirty nil, I said, "Well, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I've, I've seen enough of this one." So, I, I don't know where the Tigers go to from here, Chris. I, I don't know if anyone's got answers. I don't know if Michael McGuire's got the answers, but uh, they, they certainly let themselves down. I uh, at thirty nil, I was, I was thinking of the same thing, but I, I was calling the game, so I couldn't really just um, <laughs> walk out the studio. What I found remarkable, Brandy, remarkable, right? Twelve tries they scored, ten different try scorers, and Josh Adokar wasn't one of them. Can you believe that? No, no. <laughs> Foxes, Foxes chasing that uh, the try scoring um, title, isn't he this year? And he's, uh, I think, he sits one behind Alex Johnston, who. 
who grabbed a few on the weekend. So yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's that's unusual for the Fox out of twelve and 10, 10 different try scorers not to have got one. Well, he might make up for it on Sunday week. We'll chat Origin in a moment, mate, if we can, if you don't mind. I know, you, I know sure. you're busy. Hey, just on Craig Bellamy, I mean, he just continues to do this. I was, I was talking to a couple of the boys last night, and we were talking about, geez, they've got some hand, a couple of handy hookers there, haven't they? Harry Grant and Brandon Smith. But you know what? I mean, you know, rewind two or three years, no one had heard of those blokes either. And Craig Bellamy continues to churn these unheralded players into su- superstars. Yeah, and I, I think you've you got to look at their, their recruitment team. Um, you know, Frank Panisi uh, plays a big role in that. You've got to look at their recruitment team. And, and when you go through those players that are now the, the, the superstars of that team, um, you know, they're not, they weren't established stars when they got to the Melbourne Storm. So they, so they came, came there on, on minimum wage, uh, looking for a start, looking to start their careers down at that club. And Jerome Hughes, so, now, Jerome Hughes wasn't, didn't start his career there. He, he played on the Gold Coast, but mm. um, the Melbourne Storm saw something in him. And Hughes is, uh, I, I think he could be the best running halfback we've got in the game now. Um, Cameron Munster was, was not known, was a, was a junior from you know, central Queensland. Mm. Uh, Pappenhausen was a, a, a reject from the Tigers. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and you're right, you mentioned those, the other two. Brandon Smith wasn't wanted by the Cowboys. But the Melbourne Storm saw something in him. Uh, Remus Smith too. Um, yeah, he wasn't wanted at Bulldogs, was he? Uh, uh, no. Yeah, I don't know the, the, the circumstances of Remus, and and and, and that's why the, the signing of Xavier Coates, and of course, you know, Josh Adokar will move on at the end of the season to the yeah. Bulldogs. But the signing of Xavier Coates, who was a current uh, Origin player, that's the first current Origin player they've signed in fourteen years. Mm. Wow, like, that's extraordinary, isn't it? No, Look at Dalphin. Dalphin Ucken, he, he was a cast out from the Bulldogs. Yeah. He's now their skipper and, you know, been a great player over the last six or seven years for them. No, no they, they do it very well. But you're right, it's not just Craig. It's uh, it's that whole recruitment team as well. Mm. Hey, just rewind the clock to Thursday night. Uh, Brisbane, we won't even touch on that. They've got more problems than, than, than they can uh, even count. Um, there's a bit of a clean-out happening there. But South Sydney, and it wasn't too long ago that they had 40 or 50 points put on them. I think your boys, Penrith, did it. Uh, Melbourne Storm also did it. Uh, but they are a team on their day that can certainly you know, press for the title or trouble anyone. Just one player I want to talk about, and that's Cody Walker. I mean, he's playing as good as, as he has been. Uh, I know mm. you're not going to be making any changes to the New South Wales team unless they're forced by injury, but it must be reassuring to have Cody in form. Uh, look, it is, and, and, and he's been in terrific form for, for most of the year, as he was last year, Chris. You know, he was, he was extraordinary last year. I remember when Latrell got injured, Cody uh, stayed in the number six, but, but almost assumed the role of a fullback and a 5'8 in, in, you know, in, the, in the same game. Um, you know, he's playing as a fullback and as a 5'8 last year to finish the season with the, with the Bunnies. And, I, you know, I thought he was great for them last year. And that hasn't changed this year. Um, I, I did call that game the, the broncos Rabbitohs game. And, I, and I've said it a, a number of times over the last four or five years that Cody is the closest thing to Cliff Lyons I've seen in terms of deceiving the defence. Um, I heard you his say passing, that, yeah. Through his, yeah, through his running game. I... Yeah, Cliffy's the the best ball player I've ever seen. Um, you know, because he wasn't, you know, it wasn't quick, but he wasn't slow. But Cliff's ability to um, fool the defence was was extraordinary. And 
Cody, I put Cody in that class as well. He's, you know, and we saw snippets of that again on Thursday night against the Broncos. And yeah, that look on their day, um, but they weren't great against Brisbane. I, I guess that says how poor Brisbane were that the Bunnies could make 13 or 14 errors and still win comfortably and almost get to 50. So, um, yeah, the Bunnies are in, they're, they're the next rung down from the Storm and the Panthers. But, you know, on their day, they could they could mm. cause some problems. Either of those teams some problems. Penrith then, they started slowly against, uh, against the Chooks. Um, I don't think you could possibly put together a more complete performance, though, Nathan Cleary. I agree. I, I thought that was that. I thought that was his best, uh, he, the best I've seen him, and and that's saying something. That, you know, he was he was a snippet away of you know winning the Dallium last year, and you could argue that he was the best player in the comp for those seventeen wins that Penrith mm-hmm. had last year, and he's playing better football this year. Uh, and it's his attacking game, it's his ability just to control uh, the game through his kicking, um, extraordinary, and that. But to go down 12-0, and I thought, well, there, there was part of me that thought, well, they've had a tough campaign. Even though they were arrested last week, there were seven players involved in Origin. And we've seen sides that have a number of players in Origin, particularly those that are first-timers. And there was three. There was Liam Martin, Jerome, Jerome Luai, and Brian To'o that had never played Origin. Appy didn't play, but he was in camp. So... That can be a distraction. And sometimes I heard Ivan talk about that in the post-match presser, and he said it, it can weigh on individual minds. And, and that is right. You've got origin, but you've got to try and put that to side and, and play for your club. And the Penrith boys did that. And that 38 unanswered points against the Roosters. I know um, Takaho was off for 10 minutes, and that the floodgates opened during that time. But, mm. gee, I thought it was a, an impressive performance from... Um, from the Penrith team, I want to ask Very. you. I want to ask you about that that sim bit in a moment. Before I do, you, you touched on Ivan and what he said in the post match uh, presser. Can I ask you what? And you've obviously been in in the change room. I'm sure. Well, I'm assuming you have been on one or more occasions this year. What's he like at halftime? How how he addresses the players? Because this stat is quite remarkable. That's the seventh time this season Penrith have conceded zero points in the second half after they've been addressed by their coach. Um, well, I, I know what sort of coach Ivan is. I haven't been... Chris, I, I don't call Penrith games, so I don't go no. to Penrith games. I don't, I, don't, I, don't get, I don't have that luxury to be at a, a Penrith game just as a, mm. as, a, as, a, you know, as a fan or as a board member. Um, but I, I know what Ivan's like. And, and Ivan doesn't get... He's very calm. And you can see it in his post-match um, presses. He, even when he is... You know, even if there's been a poor performance or, or even if he's ticked off about something, it's, it's always measured. Mm. Um, he doesn't lose his head. And, but they've got some, they've got some great processes in place. And, and, you know, it's not just Ivan, it's, it's Cameron Seraldo, uh, It's Andrew Webster who has stepped in um, now that Trent Barrett's no longer at the club and done a terrific job. Like Andrew Webster, um, he looks after the attack. And uh, I, I think they've been attacking quite well this year. He hasn't got much praise for it, Andrew, but mm. uh, certainly deserves some of it. And uh, and Surratt, Cameron does a, a great job organising our defence. So, you know, it, it's it's a it's a it's a coaching team, but sure. it's uh, it's it's very measured at half time. There's never any, no one's losing their 
their stuff at half time. No, no. Okay, Taki, I heard that's you mentioned that's when the floodgates opened. Um, <clears throat> we're seeing this uh, quite a bit of this at the moment, Brandy, where players have been put in the bin for a, for a high tackle um, on a on an opponent when that opponent is falling to the ground, like Nathan Cleary was. In my opinion, there was nothing that Taukiahu could do. Likewise, Reese Robson, um, the Cowboys, a high shot on Aiden Tolman uh, towards the end of that match. He was marched as well for 10 minutes, but again, it was on a falling player. Nothing Reese Robson could do. What are your opinion? What's your opinion on this? Are they making too many uh, blunders with these send-offs? Boy, it's hard, it's hard Chris. It's mm. difficult to, you know, it's it's a tough one because you know, you've got different people in the box. Uh, the bunker's the one that makes the decision on and they make the call because they watch the replays that, you know, the on-field referee is just, um, you know, he'll blow a penalty and, 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 and from there the bunker takes over and looks at it. Um, I, I think we've seen some that are unavoidable, uh, but, you know, they've, the edict was that, you know, the onus is on the defender and it doesn't matter whether there's mitigating circumstances, but I, I think that's got to change. That, that, that really does have to change. If, Tucker, wasn't, he couldn't do anything. And his arm wasn't raised. So, so Nathan slipped and dropped a foot quickly. Now, we, we show all these in, in slow motion. Every now and then, we, sh- we, need to, we, we need to play it in normal speed just to give people an idea of how difficult and how quickly it happens. Nathan slips. Or he falls into the arm of Taukeahu, who, who doesn't even have time to raise his arm mm. to get himself set for a tackle. So to send him to the bin, I think, is tough. Now, it's not black and white. You can't go into a situation with, uh, you know, with a black and white um, way to look at it. You've got to, you've got to weigh up the circumstances. And, and if it isn't any fault of the defender, well, I don't think you can send him off. And, uh, and I think that the 10 minutes, it's hurting sides too much. I think yeah. we have to look at five minutes. It, you know, especially for something that is in a player's, the defender's fault. Right, right, but we're never, yeah. we'll never get consistency, Chris. We're, we're, we're craving consistency. We will never get it but because it's all subjective. Was it, a, was it a penalty? Should he be put on report? Is it bad enough for a sin bin? Or should he be sent off? You've got individuals making that call. And while ever it is subjective, and it, it has to be, it has to be, it can't be black and white. Well, you'll get some that agree and some that don't. Even on the panel on Friday night, we had some that thought he should have been binned and we had some that didn't think. So, <laughs> good luck getting consistency. All right. Well, I've got a solution to getting consistency then. And as you say, it's, it is subjective and the referee is going to the bunker and the man in the bunker, uh, Matt Noyan's come under fire. He was the one that had Kobe Hetherington sent off last week. He was the one also that had... Um, had Reese Robson set off on Friday night. Uh, what if we had the same bunker official across all eight matches? There's some consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I've, I've had, a, I've had a, a, a chat with a couple of former referees about that, um, about having the same man or the same team in the bunker. Uh, it's a busy weekend for someone. but Well, you know, but that's that, that going to get consistent. About that, yeah, that isn't a bad idea. We we just need to come up with the best man. Mm. All right. Well, I'm yeah. not putting my but, hand but I, up. I, I, I don't mind it, Chris. I, I, I really don't mind it. You know, it might still be subjective, but you'll get consistency across that. Anyway, uh, quickly before you go, mate. Um, so the obvious replacement for Jake Trebojevic would have to be Angus Crichton. He was a shoe in anyway, if not suspended for Origin 1. 
Um, but mm. that also means, I guess, Liam Martin won't be squeezed out. And uh, that's, I would assume, only the only likely change. Dale Finucane on the fringe. Yep, for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, look, we've still got, we've still got uh, today's games to get through. And Junior Paulo will play. I'm, I'm out of Bankwest Stadium now watching... Uh, Watching New South Wales Cup teams run around, I think it's Mounties and, and Blake Ferguson's on the wing for the wing for the Eels. But Junior will play today, and then Tom Trebojevic will play in the four o'clock game up there on the Gold Coast. So, Chris, just yeah, we just have to you know make sure that both those players get through before uh, before we you know we announce the team, obviously. But uh, yeah, Angus Ang- Angus was terrific for us in the middle last year, and I think he could do a, the, the job. Um, you know. With, Jake not there. Uh, Dale Finucane is certainly uh, in the mix as well, uh, depending on, you know, hopefully Junior gets through this game. Uh, but Dale's but Dale's certainly there. And uh, that the, the side won't be any different, Chris, because everyone else has come through. So it's yeah. just waiting on those two players to, to get through. No, good, good, good. Mate, thanks for giving us your time. Any, any concerns re-COVID, mate? I understand New South Wales Health has released more exposure sites from that case in Bondi. Um, and mm. some of your players will live, I would have thought, in the Waverley area. Um, any dramas with them getting an exemption? No. None of, none of the players live in, in the, the oh, council areas that have been called hotspots. So um, n- none of the South boys or none of the Roosters. So good, no, good. no issue there. We've had uh, players and staff with COVID tested uh, this morning out at Homebush. Um, yep. So we're, and we'll convene back at Homebush uh, this afternoon. Most players are there already. We're just waiting on the players that are, that are playing today and some that are coming from interstate uh, to join the, the players in camp at Homebush and we'll fly to Kingscliff tomorrow morning. Beautiful. All right, mate. Have a, um, have a good week and uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, champ. And I appreciate you, you joining us here on uh, NRL Match Day. No worries. See you, Chris. Good Thanks. stuff. There he is. Brandi Alexander, one of the good guys in rugby league. Stick around. You're listening to NRL Match Day. Keep those uh, texts coming through. I'll read through a few of those. That text line, again, if you've lost it, is 0457 736 736.